Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Obelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org. Good morning, First Press family. Hope each of you are doing well. Uh, welcome again to this week's episode of our midweek meditation. James and I are here, and this morning we're going to be considering together Psalm 63, which was our reading for this morning, Tuesday, May 4th. Uh, and so I'm going to read it for us. It's not a real long psalm. And then uh, we're going to dive in and just see what it has to say to us. This is Psalm 63, a psalm of David. We're told that this was when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. James, we were talking a moment ago just about how kind of raw David is here and just kind of an insight into uh, where his heart is. And so um, share with me, share with us just some of the the observations we were making, especially just in the first few verses of Psalm 63. Yeah, great, great question. We see as David is unpacking his heart as he is writing the psalm about where he is he is just in this place of deep dependence deep intimacy Uh, you can read this desire for closeness you can see that he is genuinely longing for the lord Mm. and these are all feelings that i think as Christians, we've all felt, and then if we're honest with ourselves, we kind of come and go from that place, and we want to get back there. And But just reading this, it is such a wonderful um, example, illustration of uh, the Christian's heart, of uh, a heart after God's own heart, of Christ's heart. And even in these first three few verses here, you just have these wonderful images that when you read them and when you pray them, they really 
show how close this this closeness is with God. You know, David says here, he earnestly seeks his soul, thirsts his flesh, faints, uh, as if he's in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And interestingly, like right before those verses, Psalm 63 explains that it's a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. And you and I were talking about, oh, it's interesting how he's in an actual place of wilderness, an mm-hmm. actual place where he didn't have all of this food, all of this water. And in that physical thirst, in that physical hunger, the thing he's actually praying is he's saying, no, it's my soul that's thirsty for you. Hmm. right? He could have said, like, I'm, I'm parched, help me. But instead he's saying, no, my soul thirsts for you, God. Mm. Yeah, his physical environment gave him uh, the images mm-hmm. to communicate what was going on internally and spiritually. And as I was reading this this morning, I've read through Psalm 63 a handful of times and have prayed through Psalm 63 often. And as you said, I've been where we see David in this moment of actually seeking and mm-hmm. longing for and fainting for uh, the Lord. Uh, this morning, I was just confessing, I also know exactly what it's like to be on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've I've prayed Psalm 63 before. Uh, God, you're definitely my God, but I don't know that I'm earnestly seeking you. Mm. And I don't know that my soul is thirsting for you or or that I'm aware that it's thirsty for you or that I'm trying to satisfy my soul in you. Right. Um, and I think that's okay, too. I think we see in Psalm 63 an ideal that we should all desire and pursue. Yeah. The, the goal ought to be that we pray Psalm 63 daily with integrity. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay at times to also say, Lord, I want this to be true, but right now it's not. And I think God's okay with that prayer as well. I'm sure if we surveyed the other Psalms, we would see similar type <laughs> places mm-hmm. where the psalmist's heart is not always in this place of utter dependence. And so... Yeah. As we were discussing earlier, this really is the call and the fight that each of us who follow Jesus are in, to fight for intimacy with the Lord and to fight for hearts and lives that actually long for Mm -hmm. intimacy um, with the Lord. You made an interesting observation earlier when we were talking just about how uh, David references his soul multiple times here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, share some of that with us. Yeah, like throughout the psalm, right? We've got it in verse 1. My soul thirsts for you. Uh, then we've got verse 5. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. In verse 8, my soul clings to you. He is really meditating on his soul, his inner life, that that part of him that is uh, connected spiritually with the Lord. And I think it's interesting that uh, right, like I was saying earlier, he's not really praying uh, for more physical sustenance. Right, He's not praying to be physically strong or physically full, but instead his prayer is for his soul. Mm. Um, I love um, verse 5. Uh, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. Uh, that it is... Right, we've all had that experience. That wonderful meal, our favorite meal on 
the, you know, the thing we have on our birthday celebration, right. you know, that awesome steak or whatever we love. And that satisfaction and really great food. It's awesome that David is saying, hey, that picture, that satisfaction of that gift of the Lord, the really, really, really good food. That's just a little glimpse of what it's like to be satisfied in the Lord. Mm. Uh, and our craving to be satisfied and to enjoy and to feast upon our intimacy with the Lord. I mean, that is what it looks like to be close with Him. Mm. Uh, he fills us up. And when we're satisfied with God, as with fat and rich food, that is what allows us to look at the rest of our life and to say, hey, I have enough. Mm. I, I really genuinely am satisfied with what the Lord has given me right now because He's given me Himself. Mm. So as all these other temptations come by, all these other sins could be out there that I might go into, even just the temptation to be satisfied with worldly goods. It's, we're able to leave those aside to say, I have enough. Yeah, and I think David makes that point in verse 8. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Mm. David's in the wilderness. Um, so circumstantially, things are <coughs> kind of hard. You know, uh, David's the king. He's not in the he's not in the palace. Something is going on here. We don't have all of the context for this, but he's in a tough season, it appears, and yet he's saying, Because you've satisfied my soul, my soul is clinging to you, and your right hand upholds me. He's content, though circumstantially things appear to be not uh not ideal in a yeah. worldly sense. And I love, you know, the connection that we see in verses 2 and 3, he talks about seeking the Lord earnestly, thirsting for him, his flesh fainting for him. And then he makes this statement, so I've looked upon you in the sanctuary. Mm. Um, David is not near the sanctuary at this point. Um, in his worldview, God lived in the temple, mm -hmm. and he's not near the temple. He's reflecting upon his past experience of the Lord. And I love how he says, I've looked upon you in the sanctuary. Like the one thing that you couldn't see in the sanctuary, <laughs> like was God himself, mm -hmm. uh, the invisible God. And yet David is using human language to describe this pursuit of the Lord that he's enjoyed in the past that he's bringing forward to sustain him in the present of, I've looked upon you, I've feasted upon you, I've seen you, I've beheld your glory and your power. I've I've been aware of your steadfast love, which is better than life, so my lips will praise you. I'll bless you as long as I live. And it's this experience of the Lord, this pursuit of the Lord, that is causing his soul to be satisfied. So I think the connection for us might be that this idea of earnestly seeking the Lord, of thirsting for Him, for fainting for Him, isn't some mystical something that just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. David connected it very closely with the organized practices and rhythms that God had put into place. Yeah. Gathering in the sanctuary, mm -hmm. gathering with the people of God, remembering God's Word, remembering God's acts. So for us, it's no different. You know, how do we earnestly seek the Lord? How does how do we fulfill the thirsting of our soul, the, yeah. the fainting of our flesh? We go look upon Jesus. 
We do that in his word. Uh, we do that in conversations with brothers and sisters where the truth and the reality of Jesus and his work is brought to the fore as we interact with people. Uh, it's the normal rhythms that we keep talking about week in and week out. It's engaging the FPO Bible reading plan mm-hmm. in a very practical way, saying this is how I'm going to look upon the Lord today. I'm going to read his word and he's going to manifest himself to me, those are the things that bring God's steadfast love to the fore, mm-hmm. uh, which reminds us uh, of Him, of who He is, of what He's done for us. That ultimately satisfies our soul. As we uh, finish this morning, um, we were talking briefly about how uh, you and I are obviously in ministry, and so we uh, we have this desire, which is healthy, to be used by God. Yeah. Um, and we often can fixate on being used by God, and we can miss the primary and foundational call just to be near to God, mm-hmm. uh, which then makes us the kind of people that God can use mightily. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we see in David, which is so attractive. David was used mightily. He was a broken man. He was a sinful man. He wrote Psalm 51. You know, we, we have the stories of the ways... Uh, of his sin, but even connecting the Acts readings that we've been doing, you know, Acts 13, Paul is telling the story of Jesus, the history of Israel, and he he mentions that David, God found in David a man after his own heart that would do all of his will. Mm-hmm. God used David mightily on one level because he was close to God's heart. Right. And so I think it's a great reminder for you and me. It's a great reminder for all of us that want to be used by God wherever we are that step one is drawing near to the Lord's heart. And the more we draw near to his heart, the more he makes us like Jesus, Mm -hmm. which then makes us useful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not, hey, I want to do some great things for the Lord. It's like, hey, draw near to me. I'll make you more and more into the image of Jesus. And Jesus is incredibly useful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus will get the glory. And so for us, what a great reminder to... Uh, keep the first things the first things, yeah. the main things the main things. Draw near to the Lord. Earnestly seek Him. Seek to be near God's heart. He'll make us like Jesus, and then we will be used by Him wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Especially in the wilderness. Yeah, especially in the wilderness. That's exactly right. So we hope that you're encouraged today, wherever it is that you find yourself. Maybe you're in the wilderness. Uh, the Lord is there. And so we pray that your heart would be drawn near to Him. Uh, and that he would make you more and more like Jesus. We love you guys. See you next week.